Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the gnarly gnome. This is Scentsy Brewcast, the voice of Scentsy Craft. Um, I'm feeling very uh, self-conscious about the way I talk now. So there's another podcast in town called Shift Beers. Yeah. Uh, the guys from March 1st have this show that's not part of March 1st that they just do. And they had Mitch from Fretboard on like a month ago, and I'm just now getting caught up. And I spent this big chunk of the show talking about my vocal tics and the way I talk and trying to describe it. <laughs> so now I can't get that out of my head. <laughs> like you would have to listen to that one episode the That's day that funny. I'm recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has been a really long time since we have sat down and done this here. Um, yeah. I'm going to guess it was 2018. 18 uh, probably so maybe 2019 maybe maybe early 19 um there has been a whole hell of a lot that's happened <laughs> since then um to say the absolute least there um so <laughs> let me run through a timeline here of kind of it's, i'm a dogberry tony meyer welcome back to the show Thanks, for anybody sir. who doesn't know kind of who you guys are um you started out so i first met you in 2014 right um you guys had just got the uh, the space over there on Cincinnati Dayton Road. Yeah, you had a little one barrel brew house, um, <laughs> little nano brewery, little tiny tap room that yeah. uh, still people talk about. Um, <laughs> I, some sometimes in like this uh, nostalgic love, sometimes pure hatred of <laughs> the parking lot. Yes, there's <laughs> a funny story about that. Before we get any further, I had a. Uh, I actually had to have some X-rays done today, and my X-ray tech saw my T-shirt and said, "Oh, I haven't I haven't uh, been to Dogberry since they moved because I I don't drive when I'm drinking, and they were right around the corner from my house." Yeah, because I used to love that space. Like I hated that space. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, there's there is something that people and you know when you guys when you moved over here, it was a really really difficult. Um, it's a difficult transition because a big thing of what people love about a space like this or like like the the first space was yeah. is that it's a neighborhood spot. It's small. It feels small. It feels like you, you, when you sit at the bar, everybody starts talking to each other instead yeah. of just being on their phones. Yeah. You guys did manage to, that happens to, to do that here too. And yeah. that's, that's a really hard thing to do, yeah. <laughs> especially with a massive bar like this. The room is, is big, but it still feels... Small. You guys, did, right. you did a great job. Well, of what the, this is. I think a lot of that's the approach, right? It's not not trying to spread everything out and not make it a, a big party type scene. It's right. more of a conversational type type um, place. So the first location opened 2015 uh, January, like very January. early 2015. Yep. Um, Twenty. I'm looking at my notes. I'm cheating. <laughs> 2017 was when you opened up here. Mm-hmm. 2018 uh, was a uh, a. Another big kind of year for you. you. You started putting your beer in cans. Yeah. Started playing the distro game a little bit. Right. Um, quickly, kind of backed off on that. Kind of came back to focus on the tap room a little bit. Um, patio goes in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, we we plowed through with some some limited canning through nineteen, but yeah, brought it brought it back to what was more of a manageable pace for our size. Right. Yeah. Um, then twenty twenty hits. Mm-hmm. So it seems like, and I, I think that's where we're going to kind of start this all. But yeah, it seems like ever since you guys you you landed here, it's like every year has been some kind of big. 
thing that you have been trying to figure out or yeah. trying to manage or trying to trying to navigate. Either either accomplish or navigate or figure it out, right? Dodge it, dodging bullets like this past year. You know? <laughs> do, no. do, you, do you think you're ever going to get a chance to just relax a little bit and enjoy what this place is and let let it have a year where people can yeah, you know, <laughs> breathe a little bit? Oddly, that's sort of what I'm hoping this year is going to be. Um, I don't know that I wouldn't say I've, I've, I've relaxed my expectations by any means for what, what we're doing. <clears throat> Pardon me. What I've, uh, what I've come to grips with is that I, I can comfortably do what I set out to do in the beginning. Right. Uh, we don't have to chase distribution like we like we did. I, I'm not I'm not mad that we did. What did you set out to do in the beginning? I mean, I've got I've got two quotes here that I keep in my notes about Don okay. that kind of remind me of of what so, this is. Make the beer that that we love and share it with those that want it. Mm-hmm. So the, the full quote that I have is, and this is a direct quote from that first conversation we had in 2014. We don't want to take over the world or be the biggest. We just want to make the beer that we love and share it with those that love it. There it is. Yep. Um, the second one I've got is we want to be, we want to be more married to our families than to our business. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and there's been some changes along along the line of what this business right. is comprised of uh, over these years. Um, and I, I've done a decent job uh, of accomplishing that. Uh, it meant bringing in a lot lot more people, and the business sort of grew to be a little bigger than I wanted. Obviously, right. smaller and not cool enough or not fun enough for some people's opinions, but really uh, I uh, personally, and as you know, and in through the business, we, we've been through a lot this past year. Uh, not just this past year, but especially this past year right. where uh, I'm okay with really just making this thing what, what I, what I really wanted it to be, which is a, a really nice, easy place to hang out, drink some really great beers. Um, expectations of of certain demographics we don't want to disappoint anybody it's not not my goal but you know i'll be damned if i continue to 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 chase the money or the likes or the approval of you know what what somebody thinks i should be doing i've gotten to a point where somebody you know i've heard if i had a nickel for every time i heard you know what you need to do You know, and, and I've gotten to the point where uh, I just respond to that with, "Is oh, is that what you did at your brewery? Okay, thank right. you. <laughs> right. so, um, no, the, the idea is, I think you touched on it uh, clearly uh, in your open there, is that it, it feels small. Uh, the, the room is generously large. We have plenty of space, especially in this COVID age. Uh, but you're right. People sit down at this bar and they start having conversations. And that's what I want. Let's talk about beer. Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about life. Kind of keep politics out of the way because that shit just gets ugly. But it's it's easy. And, and to me, the the second part of that of you know just not not having this business kind of dominate your life, not have it be this thing that you are you are you are letting this steer who you are. You know, trying right. to trying to kind of stay centered on. On, on on why it exists and yeah um not that it's not important because it well, is it extremely is. important very much so i've got a lot of money tied up in <laughs> right. this so you know but, but not even not even the money side of it like right. just the idea of of what this is like it's not that there aren't people who don't absolutely love you know ryan guys i'm talking about people who are you know, oh, sure. on the ownership side that, that yeah. love what that place is but it 
it steers itself at this point. You 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 can't you can't necessarily. I mean, you you can to some extent control where it goes, but it's going to go where it's going to go. Right. To to have a place. Well, there's a, there's an engine behind it that that's pushing it in that direction. I mean, and that's they're they're just so big that right. You know, it, it you're right. It is what it is. But it's even like some of the other places around town that don't don't necessarily seem big like Ryan Geist are still that same way. I agree. You can't stop where they're going. They are driving. Mm-hmm. The business is driving who you are at a right. certain point. Uh, and yeah. that is, that's not what this is ever supposed to be. It's no for good or bad. Maybe that makes more stress on you, but sometimes, sometimes not. It's, it's nice, you know, and like you said, to, to keep the family involved. I've got one kid in college, five hours away at West Virginia. I've got another one next year. She's staying close to home. Right. Uh, and then I'll have a freshman in high school. So, you know, my days of being dad at home are coming to an end and, and I want to make sure that I'm, I'm there. I, I don't want to, I don't want to miss much if any of this last chapter, Right. you know, and I did a great job with um, those who know me know my son played uh, baseball at a certain level and we were very busy and I, I did a lot of coaching and I never missed one of his baseball games. Um, Maybe at times it didn't help help the business necessarily, but it didn't it didn't hurt the business. Um, and we were able to, you know, be there for and with our kids and, and everything that they do and, and that they're doing. You know, as far as teenagers want us around. You know? <laughs> so uh, it, that that's important, and we really have been able to uh, to accomplish that, and that that feels good, uh, and it's going to stay that way. Well, and I think that 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 does bleed into what this is and the feeling of this place and, and the people who come here and the people who understand what this place is that it, it's, it's very evident in mm. everything about this, that that is kind of that ideal that drives what Dogberry is. Yeah. I wish more people were those people, but <laughs> you know, that's, you know, we're, we're tucked away in an office park in, in sure. Westchester it's close to a lot of stuff, but there are still a lot of people that have no idea. Yeah, and where it's it is. funny. I mean, we're, you could walk to Top Golf in I'm not 45 there, seconds. That's, that's, it would take me a lot longer than 45 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> if you cut through some backyards, you know, you know, a couple of business businesses parking lots. It's, I it's, could ride a moped pretty quickly. There, it is. It is. It's it's less than less than a half mile uh, right. from here. Um, you know, we're right off of Sunday Crescentville, 275. We've got you know all of Westchester's right here, Liberty Township, Sharonville. Uh, so we are kind of right smack in the middle of a lot of stuff, but you're right. We're we're not on that that main drag, you know. Lesson learned, however, for the manufacturing size we have, and to stay in Westchester, we needed to be in a manufacturing zone. Um, you know what Westchester is, what it is as far as the neighborhood goes, right. and they have very specific and very picky zoning laws. So. Do you? Th- but do you think that? And you know. Obviously, it, it, it isn't happening. It can't happen. But if you, if this, when you guys were opening this, if it was over there in the middle of all of the chaos, mm-hmm. right, you know, next to Top Golf in the what are the streets of West, what if it was right. just right in there? Do you? I mean, it would have changed what this felt like, and it, it, I, I think you're right. I think it, I think it could have pushed this too quickly in a, in one direction and kind of pushed it into that realm where it kind of maybe would have got out of control to the point where it couldn't it couldn't be, couldn't be what, what, it is. what it is. Yeah, I agree. And that's I mean that's easy coming for me who doesn't have any money in Right. This. Well, you know, and then <laughs> but, that's the thing too. Uh, sometimes folks it, it gets lost on them that, you know, we're we're not 
a company that has investors. There, there's, there's two of us, essentially two families that have money in it. Um, and we, we were never going to afford rent right. <laughs> anywhere over there near, you know, in that top golf complex right. or anything like that. Uh, so yeah, um, a couple of factors, uh, that went into where we are, but you're right. It, it would have changed the dynamic. Uh, we would have been catering to a younger crowd. Um, it, it, it you would have had a lot of seltzer on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You I, know how stubborn I am. <laughs> um, I mean, I've been, I would have been cussed up and down for not for not meeting that. <laughs> um, you know, the again, going back to kind of what this place is, um, it's always been kind of IPA heavy yeah. um, because that's, that's what you like. Yeah. But within that... I, I'm always fascinated when you can walk in here and maybe there's five IPAs on tap that they're all very different IPAs, oh, yeah. which is so hard to do. And we walk into some places and they're all the same yeah. IPA. Yeah. And so, and, you know, yeah, when, you, when you walk in and when you, when you look at that, that tap lineup, you do get like this immediate sense of who you are as a beer drinker also as you know, what this place is. And right. you know, I, you know, seltzer and things like that. I look at it and like that doesn't fit here. It doesn't make right. any sense why. I mean, it makes sense why it's there, but um, it, I, it doesn't. I will tell you the only reason we did it in the first place, uh, which we do not was, have one on now. So don't. It was come. All, it was also fantastic, by the way. Thank you. As far as seltzers go, and we are going to we are going to do another one um, going forward. You know, as we get into the warmer months, I will make fun of you just as heavily for that one. That's just the kind of fellow you are. <laughs> um, you know, we we get a lot of uh, corporate business with right. uh, with GE, P&G, and things like that. And uh, a lot of a uh, certain portion of that group, particular type of group, they're not beer drinkers. And right. We do not have uh, something else. We, we tend to get nicked on as we do not have a food license. So we're not going to have wine and we're not going to have liquor. So something for those non-beer drinkers that, right. that we did. Um, and it'll help. It'll help in the, uh, in the spring and summer. Um, I did brew... Last week, I brewed a, a very nice uh, spring wheat. Got a very fruity, hot profile to it. And I'll do some different infusions with that. So that'll cover the... Also the one of your favorite side. beer styles, right? <laughs> I know. It's it's hard to believe what what 2020 did to me. is just... And I'm sure we'll get into that at some point, but... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's 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 get into that. Talk talk about your 2020. I mean, um, this was the bar that I was sitting at when they shut everything down. That's right. We um, were all in here. I uh, we had been out and about that day, and we oh, let's just go grab one beer at at, at Dogberry, and we'll um we'll just hang out for a little bit, and then. Yeah. Um, I heard that there was going to be a press conference that night, and so I'm like, "Oh crap!" You know. So well, I, and I wasn't here called, at the time. Called my wife, yeah, and I said, "Honey, I know that I said I was going to be home at you know four or whatever it was." Yeah. And I said, "Depending on what Dewine says, you'll know what time I'm going to be home." Yeah. <laughs> I was I was at home when I saw the press conference, and uh, as soon as we got through the press conference, I was here 12 minutes later, yeah. and we, <laughs> you know, it was um, that was very. Uh, eye-opening kind of a heartbreaking day because we were still we were still pretty heavy ish on on employees uh, right. we were still we still were doing distribution with kegs and outside sales and uh you know i had to lay off people that depended on on this place right um you know it's been well documented through our conversations that i don't take a paycheck it's not i mean it's not why i'm here um that that sort of thing 
but this business supports families uh you know young young adults and and a couple of close to middle-aged adults that have that have children and uh that was hard to you know have to look those guys in the eyes and say hey look guys i think the best thing i can do for you with the way the money was at that point with you're going to get immediate unemployment assistance and you're going to get the six hundred dollars a week from the federal government that that next morning i said guys we'll just meet here tomorrow and we'll discuss it my wife and i came down and tears were shed and you know hey guys right now effective immediately i just have to let you go and it's you know i had to explain to them because it was for their own good and and they they got it right one of those guys is still our tapper manager the other one currently works for fretboard um uh, we could not bring him back i uh, we'll get in uh, there are other reasons why we're not doing outside distribution anymore but uh, max is very happy he was here the other night got a great big hug you know and it's and you know I got a big thanks from him for helping him get started in this industry. It's something that he really loves, and he's just thrilled to be a part of it. And you know, there's never there was never any animosity with any of it. Well, I mean, we're we're hot on the heels of hearing about uh, platform and how they treated some of their employees, and yeah. the complete opposite end of what a company can do to people during all of this. And mm-hmm. so it's you know it should. I, not that it's not difficult to lay people off in in times like that, but it really like. Well, for uh, me, what else are you like? That's the right thing to yeah, do in that situation. <laughs> it was. Uh, it took some balls though, because it was it was less than eighteen hours after that that press conference. Nobody knew how long this was going to take. That's true too. Yeah, you know, it, it it was one of those things where okay, if this is a few weeks or a handful of months, who knows. I mean, here we are over a year later. Oh shit! You know, right. it was it obviously was the right thing to do, and I think the way I thought through it, it, it was the right thing to do because they could get immediate assistance. Um, and if that wasn't the case, then we would have looked at things differently, right? Um, and, and tried to, you know, we were going to do whatever it takes for these guys to make sure that they are okay. You know, and I still check in. I, I mean, I, I checked in with them every every week, at least, if not every other day early on and you know just making sure everybody was okay right. um, and then once we were able to get going again in, in any aspects with the carry out um, you know I couldn't afford to pay him uh, it right. was just a matter of trying to stay alive and I know my landlord doesn't listen to this but thank you Rick <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh, without without the help of, uh, of Richard theaters uh, you know we might not we wouldn't be here uh, his, his grace, uh, through the whole lack of revenue thing was, was beautiful. But uh, beyond that, one of the reasons this company is still here is because we, through this business, have made some incredible friends that helped me out so incredibly much. You, you during, during the shutdown, you set a tent up in the parking lot right in the front there, and you sat out there during the day and sold crowlers, or 16-ounce crowlers, yes, I don't know what 16, we call them. 16, too. Um, to go. Four and, packs. And, and people could just drive through, pick up their beer, and go home. Yeah, we set and, up an online ordering uh, deal, which you can still do at dogberrybrewing.com. You or can still you can order just, online and pick it up. You can come to here. the tap room yeah, and come yeah, I mean, and drink yeah. it and pick it up here. Just like all these fun folks that are do here that. today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do that, please. <laughs> you know, especially now that the weather is nice. There's a patio. Yeah. Get back out. Like, get out of your house. It's I, I get that there are people that are still nervous about being around other people. Yeah. Um, 
if you get here and it's uh, maybe there's more people than you're comfortable with, grab your beer to go and, and, and go. Well, and there's plenty of space um, outside, too. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I just want people to get back out into the world. I, you know, that, yeah. that, that, that period of time was difficult for, I think, a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. One of the biggest struggles for me was just missing out on that, that culture of sitting in a place with other people and just, even if you're not talking to people and not engaging that way, yeah. just being somewhere with people other than toddlers. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love my children. I love my wife, but like, um, you know, just being, being in a different atmosphere and engaging in this thing, just people watching and seeing people yeah. with their, you know, their friends or their family and drinking. It just, I, and it was, it was, it was crazy. Uh, it was, it was wild for sure. You know, and, uh, Going back, I mean, it it was nuts. The kind of support we got from from our uh, from our customers and in, in the community, um, you know, in that I, I will say that there is one guy that that gave up so much of his time, and and he knows who he is. Uh, Chris, thank you. Um, he filled with me, filled, labeled, topped, and sold seven thousand individual cans uh, for <laughs> essentially nothing i mean i bought the guy a gift card to one of our local very nice restaurants and it was just because twin he, peaks no <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'll give i'll give the shout out Co- cozy's cottage uh, up in liberty township one of the best uh one of the best uh casual meals you'll get in a, I mean, it's kind of an upscale casual deal right yeah. shouts to my friends up there Eric, the bartender, will take care of you for sure. <laughs> I still have never been in there. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice. Uh, and and if you're looking for, uh, if you're a fried chicken fan, that's who is not a fried chicken fan. Well, it, if you're man. not a fried chicken fan and you're listening to the show, just unsubscribe, right? No, don't do that. that. Don't no, do don't, that, please, do that. But, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, then, um, you, you get COVID. Yeah. Um. So especially ironic this this story if you anybody knows what i did for right. my, my real career <laughs> uh, did i uh, worked in infectious disease research and vaccine development for respiratory diseases so yeah i got sick um you know sick in uh second week of july um you well, were you were the first person that i talked to in kind of my close circle of people that they got it and it was in the middle of like people are still trying to figure it out yeah people are there's half of the people that i am friends with like, it's not real it's stupid you know, this is <laughs> and i'm like my god you guys like this is a guy who um <laughs> again worked in infectious disease research <laughs> um in fact I, in 2009 my wife and i worked on uh on a coronavirus project with <laughs> uh, surrounding sars um i was growing in uh and growing in uh culturing the virus in uh, the project was it used in an environmental chamber we would release the virus in the air with a mannequin that would breathe like a human in which mask would or wouldn't work <laughs> and i won't uh and uh, uh, uh you know so none of them do <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh yeah so that's that's kind of you know a little bit of that background but uh I got sick. Um, one of my, but you're also like that. You you know you're a healthy guy. Yeah, I was not a little... that not that age range that people are telling you that you Four, need to, to stress out about. Like it's that it's 
Yeah. It was it was a big wake up call to me that oh yeah. my god. So I guess what we should tell them is that I, I didn't just get sick. I got I got really sick. Uh, I was sick at home for about 17, 18 days, uh, and uh, you know, we got one of one of our kids brought it home. Uh, you know, it was sort of a we had a we had friend circles for everybody, and um, they they let one extra in and. That child got sick. And My parents brought it into our house. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why we disowned them. <laughs> Chuck. It was the old man. It was the old Chuck. man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, my wife and I got sick. Um, and she was relatively sick for about 14 days. Um, and I thought, okay, you know, she's getting better. I'm a day or so behind her. Right. I just kept getting worse. Uh, it was one afternoon um, where I just, I finally had to. I had to suck it up. I realized that I wasn't going to get better. Um, and uh, so if this sounds a little difficult to some people, I haven't really talked about it. So mm. uh, it, it's kind of tough uh, <laughs> to, to – I've talked to close friends and some folks, uh, but really nobody else knows about what, what I've been through and what this company's been through. Uh, so – I was uh, doing what normal people do, you know, had to uh, go relieve myself of some liquids and I couldn't breathe. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't move. And I, I told my wife, I said, look, you need to find a way to get me back to the couch. And- to, uh, to keep things light, I'll make a joke about lifting lots of weight. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <though>. Yes. <laughs> so I... Uh, I said, you look, I just need to get back to the couch, get my breath, and we have to go to the hospital. And, uh, I mean, I was feeling bad. I didn't know how exactly how bad it was. Um, and, you know, they wouldn't let her in, of course. It was, you know, so I got out of the car and I said, you know, and I, she said, we got to go, we got to go. I was fighting it for a while, for a couple of days. And, and I finally gave in. Uh, you know, in my words, where you know, with with this kind of situation, people don't go there to right. to get out. Right. Well, especially at that time. Yeah. The I think I think the I, the, the treatment now has gotten um, a lot better. They they understand it more. At the time, they didn't. Um, they were kind of just trying to figure this whole thing yeah, out. Yeah, so. and that that story gets a little more interesting uh, with with what I went through. I and mean, there's it gets right to that point. So I got out of the car. You know, and I looked at my wife, you know, love you, I'll call you. I'll let you know what's going on. Uh, six hours later, I was just about dead. <laughs> I was uh, was begging and, and screaming. And, and, well, I mean, I didn't have much, wasn't able to really breathe much. But I was begging nurses and doctors to help. Uh, I, I, I knew I was dying. I felt like I was dying. Uh, I just could not breathe. I, I, I couldn't get a deep breath i was delusional i finally came up with uh an icu room uh i spent all night in a regular room um that that first night after i got out of the er uh with a pulse ox of like 82 or something it was just it was miserable just sitting there doing nothing and they put me in a regular room because they had no room in the icu uh and i was so it was so bad they they kick somebody out apparently so i get to the icu and have a pretty nasty uh, episode once i get in there um and the pulmonologist came in and he said you got 
You got about a 30% chance of survival. If that, uh, you need to call your wife and kids right now. I said, are you serious? And the nurse looked at me and said, yeah. This, I mean, yeah, I had something that they, they call ARDS, uh, acute respiratory uh, distress syndrome. And they said anybody with ARDS that was caused by COVID, uh, they, hadn't, they hadn't seen any survivors. Uh, so I wasn't, I wasn't really able to breathe on my own. Um, I couldn't function. I had no control over any body stuff at right. all. I, uh, I know we're, we're bringing people down here. No, <laughs> but, but uh, like it's, um, it, and you know, I, I talked to my wife and my kids and, and, you know, I told them I was going to refuse the ventilator because I know what happens. Right. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going into, into a drug induced coma to get a tube stuck down my throat so I can die slowly. And watch and let my kids watch this, and, and you know, my and my my wife and my family have to suffer through, you know, not knowing what's going on because they can't they can't visit me and I can't Facetime or text or anything. Right. And all this time, my, my grandfather uh, was across the hall from me in, in the ICU, and he ended up passing away. Well, uh, I think the day after I got out of the hospital. Uh, so anyhow, I'm in the ICU, um, you know, the and. I told the pulmonologist that I'm refusing the intubation and he thought I was nuts. And I said, no, you know, I understand a lot about this stuff. And when we got to talking about, you know, using certain medical terms and he said, okay, I'll make you a deal. Uh, I won't intubate you unless it's the only way to save your life immediately. And you take everything else I offer you. I said, okay, we, we got a deal. So I got, Convalescent plasma, convalescent plasma. You know the uh, the uh, monoclonal antibody treatments, uh, all kinds of research based stuff. I got uh, every steroid that that man has ever known, um, every goofy drug that can that can help. Um, so in that process, I'm, I'm in the ICU for 12 days. Um, really couldn't do much, couldn't move. Um, I was. I was I think in in all I was in a bed for 28 days. Jesus Christ! Uh, I lost uh, lost about 12 percent of my body weight, um, and you know slowly started to get better. You know, and my wife was in contact with a couple of the nurses who, if if you folks at Westchester Hospital, anybody listens to this, thank you so much. Uh, the UC staff there at Westchester and the way they took care of my wife. Um, and me, of course, uh, it was just amazing what, what they did. Um, so we get we get through it finally. Um, you know, I get out of the hospital, uh, and I get home, and we think you know we're headed back toward recovery. And we talk to the pulmonologist that I had that argument with, and you know, and I will say the day I got out of the hospital, he listened to my lungs and, and my heart and started laughing. And I asked him what was so funny. And he said, I'm just happy. I never thought I'd hear it again. So, um, and we got, we got on a, on a televisit with him just as our first follow-up a couple of days out of the hospital. And he said, you helped save your own life. And I said, what, what are you talking about? He said, well, you're so stubborn and hardheaded and you forced me to treat you more aggressively than I would with drug therapy wise. And that, that's what saved your life. And he goes, that's why, how, or how I'm going to con continue treating patients that are in your situation from here on out. 
So, I, you know, going back to it, they didn't know what they were doing. And I'm not taking credit for that, that therapy or that, that approach whatsoever because it's very specific to each person. Think about how many people across this country that were in similar situations that mm-hmm. didn't didn't know to do that. Well, right. People if you don't, around them. If you don't I mean, know that, any better, you can't blame. The I, best I, thing I, you can do is is listen to your doctor if if you don't understand it the way they do. Uh, but if you know if if you do have that uh, that ability and that knowledge, stand, when you, stand up for yourself. When you get in a like, when you're in a situation like that, it's not like your doctor that you've spent all this time with that you know you you do trust like it's just a guy i met that guy that day it's just a person and he was in a space suit you know and that's that was part of the other thing that the isolation so i can relate to that part of it yeah you know when we had my boy you know the little hellion (laughs) the terror train when we had him it was april it was the middle of all of this chaos. We walked in right. and there was nobody in the hospital. Right. They, you know, screen you, send you upstairs. There's one person at some desk hidden around a bunch of corners yeah. and they take my wife and take her away. And I, I think I've told the story of kind of his birth on this. So I, I won't dig in too deep on it. <laughs> but from that point on, you just don't see anybody. It's yeah. people with masks and shields and mm-hmm. uh, they're in spacesuits, like you said. You just don't yeah. you don't see any people, and you just you have this baby, yeah. and like you're delirious from lack of sleep, and right. you can hear people through the walls every once in a while. So you know there's other people around, but yeah. you don't see them ever. No. It was such a it was such a uh, lonely, isolated mm-hmm. feeling. I can't imagine. I was well, fine, and, and yeah. I can't imagine being in that situation yeah, where you being, are not being as sick fine. as I was. That. You know, when you know that, that people just don't want to be around you because yeah. it's dangerous, you know, right. and they come in literally in a spacesuit, full helmet or, you know, a face shield with a with a breathing pack on their back and a big blue flexible tube that yep. comes up. In, and, you know, you feel you just feel so lonely, you know, and I could early on uh, I had I had trouble even sending a text message. I could type with my thumb three or four letters and, and literally be out of breath. I'd, I'd have to stop. And so I could just ease my way through it to, to communicate with my wife, my parents, and my kids. Um, eventually, you know, that, that got easier. And, right. But, you know, I, I got home, uh, I survived it, and uh, we thought we were on our path toward getting better. And, and then here comes this long-haul thing. Um, I had such an, in, an incredible inflammation response that my entire body got attacked, um, and all of my all of my organs, all of my major organs, um, have suffered damage. I still, at this point, only have about forty percent lung function. Um, and just last week, I came back and brewed by myself for the first time. Uh, so that's how long of a process this has been. How how much you know we can get into how important all of the help that I had here. Uh, and if I don't mention your name, I'm sorry, but you know. So Eric and, and Jesse and Chris and these guys that did so much. Um, and, and, and there's plenty more that, that helped out. But I, I was, I couldn't walk. Um, once I got home, I couldn't walk for about two months. Um, and uh, certainly I, I couldn't, couldn't breathe. Couldn't, you know, I, I would have to get pushed around or be on crutches. Um, and my, my, my body was attacking my joints uh, and all of my uh, all of my organs, like I said. And so from that, I've I've become 
type two diabetic. Uh, my body is my my pancreas wasn't making insulin for a while. Now that it is making it again, my body's rejecting it. Um, all sorts of stuff, uh, liver issues, uh, arthritis problems. Uh, so it it has been nothing but uh, a consecutive sickness uh, for about almost nine months. It's it's been it's been one hell of a ride. <laughs> how does it how does it change how you do something like this? Like it does it change the the focus, the direction of a place like this? Does it Yes. Absolutely. In what way? In every way. Um where where in the past I would you know, not necessarily like I said, it's always been family focused. But, uh, you know, I won't, I won't rush to attend to something here if one of my family members wants me, not, not needs me, you know, wants me around. I'm also, uh, I, I got a really, really good eye opener yeah. about um, how fragile this whole thing is. Uh, and, damn it, I'm going to play more golf. Um, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to drive cars very fast and I'm going to do things that, that I want to do. And it, there may be, okay, well, should brew today, but it's a really nice day. I'm going to go, I'm going to go hiking, you know, I'm, I'm, and I'm going to start traveling a little more. Uh, you know, like I said, we've got, we've got kids that are college age and one that's, that's in high school. It's, um, next weekend, I'm going out to see my son at West Virginia University. Does, does he know that you're just going to show up all the time to visit him now? <laughs> yeah, well, they've Poor got kid. They, they've got some. He knows we're coming. Dad. He knows we're coming next weekend. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna watch some baseball and uh, and hang out. And maybe maybe do a hike and drink some beer and you know things like that. But yeah, I'm gonna do those things that that matter, um, that really matter, and not. Uh, you know this business is important, and like a, you know, I did mention it earlier. I've got, I've got a lot of money tied up in this, and I've got a lot of effort and, and time and blood and sweat and tears and all that stuff. I mean, that, that's that's a real statement. But right. uh, in the big scheme of things, this this place isn't. Uh, it, it is a priority, but it's not not by far. It's not number one. I mean, right. it, it's. Uh, it it it. I want to give everybody the quality experience that that they expect when they come here and and they will get the quality products uh, right now. I'm not really in a hurry to get back to any distribution for, uh, you know, even draft. Uh, I'm not in a hurry to try to maintain a brewing schedule that, that is for everybody else and and not, not just what's best for Dogberry, but, you know, my family and, and selfishly, it seems, you know, it sounds kind of bad sometimes, but, you know, it's okay to think about you. Sure. You know yourself. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. Um, you know, I wouldn't rank where Dogberry comes in, in, in any order of priority right. because it's a matter of a day-to-day thing. Uh, but I'm going to start living. Uh, I'm going to stop worrying about – I've stopped worrying about stupid shit. You know, for, for anybody that that may make them nervous, though, Dogberry – is a part of all of that kind of uh, maybe I mean, we'll call it selfish side of it too. Like it, mm-hmm. this is this is this is you. This is you know this is that place that you know if you want a certain type of beer, guess where you can get it. Yeah, <laughs> you know this is this is a a very personal statement of what a uh, a craft brewery 
is for you. And um, right. No, no, I guess, you know, that, that goes it back to what might have some more mountains around it. Maybe if it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could, uh, if you could change. The and you know, <laughs> before this year, it, it may have in, in future years, uh, you know, once, once the kids are, uh, are off and, you know, doing their thing, you know, we, we had thought about doing something similar, right. you know, in a, in a more, uh, bucolic type atmosphere. Right. So, you know, the, <laughs> So yeah, obviously I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, being out in the mountains and, and outdoors and uh, hunting, fishing, hiking, all that stuff. Uh, but I think now um, what this is what this has done is it's sort of so you say how does it affect Dogberry? It sort of maybe affects Dogberry's long term plans a little a little bit. Right. Um, you know this this isn't something that I'm going to fight for. Not, not fight for constant, you know. For, uh, I'm just not gonna. It's not gonna be a, a lifetime uh, deal for me. Um, there's, there's gonna come a point where I'm, I'm ready to step aside. Either somebody takes it over, somebody buys it. You know, come talk to me. You know, if you're looking for a brewery, hey, you know, I'll tell you all the reasons why you shouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there, there'll be a time where it's it's time for me to move move on, and um, you know what's what's best for me and my family are, are going to come first. Right. It really has been a uh, a life changing experience, uh, for sure. I think, as a country, hopefully, um, I know that it's a uh, it's still a little wacky right now with a lot of people, but um, I think that this whole year has been a life-changing experience for a lot of people. I hope so. Has refocused, I think, what you know, a lot of people are that goal that they're shooting for, whatever that is. Um, it's put that in, into focus for a lot of people. It has wiped it off the map for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It has reminded people that um, those people that are around you are extremely important and they they might not be around you with no no with, fault of anything. It's yeah. just just and the no, chaos of the world, or, and no warning. That's you know, when you're faced with that. And I had an instance where I came very close. I mean, obviously, the entire experience was I was I was close a lot, but there was one point where it was it was touch and go. Right. And my wife and I have had this conversation. You see, my hair just stood up on my arms. You don't. Uh, I'm not going to detail what I, everything I said, but your life, you, you hear phrases about your life flashing before your eyes. Uh, one thing I'll tell you is if you're not doing things the right way now, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to preach to anybody. I'm not a religious man whatsoever. But if you got your shit together, it makes it a lot easier. Uh, but nobody does. <laughs> None of us have our shit together. Well, there's also but what there's, I mean there's, by there's treating people but, right, doing things the right way. There's something in every single one of our lives that if we look at, and sometimes it takes something. Like if if you really look at it, there's something that you you're not doing right. You're you're not treating somebody the way that you should be. Right, and you're I'm, not achieving things the way you want to or you should. Exactly. Be. That's exactly Everybody. what I'm saying. Do it. Um, you know, I, I had a I had a certain level of comfort because you know when you think about your wife and your kids, you know nobody wants to die before their parents, and nobody right. wants to leave kids behind. Nobody wants to leave a spouse behind. Uh, but when that time comes, it, it's it's odd. You can freak out, but 
I didn't have the energy to freak out. Right. You have time to think about the good and the bad and holy shit, what am I leaving them with? And I was okay with it. I, you know, and I told Nikki, I, I got to the point where I was pretty sure that was it. And I was ready. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't a good thing. It wasn't positive. Right. You know, I wasn't happy about it, but I was okay with, with, you know, if that was my turn, then so be it. Um, uh, you know, I didn't want it to be, and I'm, I'm really glad it wasn't. So parlaying that into what, what you're saying, you know, treating people the right way, doing the right things, and it doesn't mean, you know, giving all your money away. I'm not talking about some f- fantasy BS right. stuff. Just, you know, be patient. Be patient with people. Open your eyes. Uh, open your mind to things. You know, if somebody's different than you, give them, give them a few seconds. You know, you don't have to agree. You don't have to appreciate what they do. If, but but if, be nicer to fucking just, people. If we all know what it means to not be an asshole, yeah. like if you take a minute to take a take a breath and 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 really look at how you're you're handling any situation, you know if you're being an asshole. Right. I firmly believe that the assholes that we all know, we can we can and list they know them. it. I've got a list right down here. I the do assholes. too. I, uh, and you know, it, we all, they know <laughs> they know they're an asshole. Yeah. They do. They just think that they can get away with it in life. And that. Uh, uh, you know, I, I firmly believe that at some point, and, you know, I, I got to that point where, you you know, you have to be honest with yourself. You're, right. you're going to be forced to be honest with yourself at some point. We've all, make, we've all made mistakes. We all make mistakes. We wish we could take stuff back. But, damn it, you know, just be a little bit nicer to people. Be more understanding. Be more open-minded. I mean, this this hate crap that's going on in the world right now. I, I I can't get it, uh, you know, and I'm not saying that I haven't had my instances where I was impatient with people. I'm, I mean, anybody who knows me for most of my life knows that patience is something I never had. I have and had a very hot temper, um, very opinionated, very stubborn. What? But, yeah, <laughs> you know, but it, it, it opened my eyes. And, and so you're, you're asking about how has it changed things? It, it, it did change some things with Dogberry, but really, I think Dogberry is going to be always going to be an extension of my personal side. So, Dogberry is going to be a hell of a lot easier, and so so am I uh, so, from here on out. I think that not to try to put a positive spin on the last <laughs> year, but I really think that it recenters what Dogberry is and refocuses it into that, that, that idea from the beginning. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. It wasn't, I didn't need that sort of push to recenter, <laughs> no, but, but it got the job done. But I mean, like from, from day one in 2014, when I sat down with you, you know, across that bar, you know, it was, you know, yeah, we don't need to start a brewery. This isn't about starting a brewery. This is about right. just kind of sharing this, this, this passion, this love for. Yeah, you this. remember how many there were at that point? And then when I we. I don't, off the top of my head. I don't even know how many there are today. Off like, the top of my head. Like 16 <laughs> within 40 miles right. of, of downtown. Yeah. Um, maybe if there were that many. Oh, no, we were the 12th, I believe. That it, sounds about right. Yeah. That's. Then we, we spend all this money and move over here, and then, holy <laughs> shit, everybody's going to open a brewery, right. you know. But it, it, you're right. It, it was never about, we don't have to do this. Um, and then there were some growing pains, and, and I won't say that, you know, we didn't see some stars early on. You know, holy crap, we can't keep up. I ran that, that original brew house 
500 times in, in a matter of, uh, honestly, I think 525 days. Uh, we just we just couldn't brew enough. Right. Uh, so, okay, let's scale it up to what, what I thought was a reasonable size. And hindsight, maybe, you know, maybe a little smaller, maybe, or if we were going to try to do what we ended up getting into, maybe a little bigger, I think. If you ask me now, I would have gone seven, five or seven barrels. Yeah. <laughs> but we so we're at ten. No, no big deal. And I'm not, I'm not upset about any of the path that we took. Um, I brought in some great guys, took some advice. We took our shot at certain things. Um, just, uh, it just got to be a nasty market. And and you know what this, what this business, what this market was like. This community. Uh, it's not a, it's not like that anymore that's so in, in 2015 16 17 we we all got together we all got along we worked together we had fun it, and then we get into this distribution game and all of a sudden it's a, it's a cut through. i get it business is business i'm not i'm not a stupid person but holy shit it went from i'll help you to i will cut your fucking knees off do you think that 2020 changes that at all I, I don't think so. I think there are too many people that got too many money. You think people too, are going to jump money. right back into it and just be right back where they were? Yeah, I think I think you're going to see uh, where I, I said I hope you're right about how 2020 is going to have that positive change with people. I think there's 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 too much money that's been lent and and invested. Um, you're going to see not not necessarily or not only greed. You're going to see desperation. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. You're going to see people get right back into it and there's going to be bullshit flying everywhere. And I know from one particular source that there's some of that going on between breweries, you know, already or still, whatever, however you want to put it. Uh, you're going to see a lot of that, that cutthroat me, me, me type stuff. Right. You know, none of us are out here, you know, building rockets that are going to Mars or any of that shit. We're making beer. And if I think we've had this conversation, you know, how many times? It's just fucking beer. Let's have a good time. Let's enjoy it. Let's let's talk about it. If we disagree about certain things, okay. Let's but it has become so intrinsically important to but, to some people's lives that, that, that don't have a single dime in the industry that invested in it that it, it just blows my mind. There there are these shining beacons of uh, hope for me within all of it though is like it when you know this has grown exponentially obviously since you guys opened but um, you, you look at you know it's painted on the wall at municipal uh, it's just beer yeah and you know you get these places like that I'm just using them as an example because it's yeah. paint, painted on their wall um, it's it, you know it, there, there are people that are existing in the middle of the chaos around them that are this, uh, this, this, this beacon of what craft beer is really about. Yeah. For every, for every place that is a a perfect example of that, that opens, there's going to be one or two that open that aren't real. Yeah. And not that, not that well, that's I happening in Cincinnati. I'm not saying anybody isn't real. Uh, don't send me the emails because I won't beans, tell you. you know? I won't tell you the people that I don't like. But um, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you who he doesn't like. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. You know, the, now I'm all nervous. Yeah, I, mean, yes. the, I don't have a dumb He's button. He's got it's my a podcast. I can, <laughs> um, Again, we talked about how open and honest I was about things. Yeah. I, um, you know, there. 
for as for as much as this this industry has gotten nasty, I feel like there has been this backbone of like really amazing people that are coming out of it too. And I think I hope so. I think well, you know, I and think like I said, that, that we're better off than we than I, we were. I hope so, and I'm going to have to take your word for it because obviously, you know, what what I detailed is I've I've been shut off from it since um well, t- essentially March when everybody shut down, but, you know, early July, I I just got back to work last week. Right. So, uh, I hope you're right. Hey, you know, I'll, 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 I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you a little, you know, story. It's not about Cincinnati beer, but I, I have a friend in uh, Seattle in the community of uh, Ballard, which is this incredible beer scene if any some of you guys i know I, I see some of the comments and you know through the facebook stuff some of you guys know about ballard and ballard beer it's um essentially a little beers hippie hipster type commune area it's yeah. a little neighborhood north of downtown i had a buddy that, that started a brewery a year before us uh, he was so gracious to let me come out and you know sort of help you know learn you know and kind of get the whole processing of the commercial side of things down and, and and a handful of guys out there that I worked with, but they, they did everything the way we did. And now Ballard is just loaded with so many breweries. One, in fact, makes incredible beer, Rubens uh, and Adam, you're, you're a great guy. He's now selling contracting beer to be sold in the UK. Yeah. Uh, got three different tap rooms across Seattle, but uh, Poppy Lux is, is the brewery that, that I, you know, that I loved, um, tiny, it was smaller than our original place with better parking. <laughs> it's uh, the big secret, <laughs> but, but Peter Charbonnier, uh, and, and Poppy looks brewing. They, they had to close their doors a couple, uh, uh, about a month and a half ago. Um, they did everything they could, but they, they just couldn't keep up in, in an area that was so grassroots and, right. and this is a beer community, you know, but they just weren't getting the support. And I, I'll tell you from firsthand experience, the beer was great. Yeah. If not the best right there with the best in, in that, in that neighborhood, but there's so much now so much money. And, and almost a corporate type feel to a lot of what goes on. And even in, if that can happen in that neighborhood, it can happen anywhere. You know, you know. Here's the the big secret behind craft beer and um, all of this: the beer doesn't matter, <laughs> which is the biggest pile of <laughs> shit that pisses me but, off about it. We've said but we've talked about this over the years. You know, if you you know. You know, we can wave that flag of yeah. blank slate every single day. I know. And just showcase You're right. that You're absolutely beer right. doesn't matter. You're right. So, okay, let me put this on you. And it, it means nothing to me because, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to do what we're going to do. And we we want people to be Dogberry fans because of what Dogberry is. Right. Uh, what What matters? <laughs> that's, a, that's a very big question. There is, you know, there's... <laughs> There is a huge spectrum of what matters. Yeah. You know, for me personally, um, people matter. Those uh, those experiences when you walk into a tap room and you sit down and you talk to somebody behind mm-hmm. the bar, or that matters a lot. Like oh oh Nate Dog back here, he's he's pulling it down tonight. He's <laughs> you know, he's great to talk to. <laughs> um, you know, like that that's extremely important to me. A place that my wife and my kids can go. 
yeah. matters a lot to me right now. Yeah. Uh, or on the flip side, also matters the complete opposite. I want to go to a place where there aren't other kids. Around. I agree with that. Like I need that balance in my life right now. So yeah. as much as it's really important, yeah. it's also really important that I have that place that I can I will, go to I will say this, though, that, uh, that any brewery, one way or the other, um, shouldn't be knocked because they no, are because no, they no, are no, no, one no. or or one of the other. You, you know, you're you're meeting the needs of somebody. Yes, <laughs> and and if you walk in with your kids to a place that is not very kid friendly, and and all the millennial kids turn around and look at you like, oh, what the hell are those aliens? Get them right. out of here! It's not it's not the brewery's fault. Right, right. Um, they are running a business. We we just so happen to. To choose, I mean, we are in in a, in a neighborhood, middle upper class neighborhood, and and this is what we do. People have kids. I have kids. I it, just like you said, you want to sometimes. And when when my wife and I don't want to be around kids, we go other places. You're right. I mean, there there are choices, but they shouldn't be knocked for being right. one of you. So let, I do want to hear more about what you think. This isn't my show, but now I'm asking <laughs> Sorry. the question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I think that creating a place where people feel, um, I don't know if uh, comfortable, heard, uh, welcome, a place that people feel like is their place Mm -hmm. when they walk in from day one. I think that is really, really difficult to do. But so do you call it like really a, uh, and I, I, you know, and that, like a modified Cheers type atmosphere? Kind of, but I feel like that, you know? that, that builds something in, in your mind of what that right. means. Um, and also if you say you know, people feel heard, or they, that brings up this whole other kind of uh, yeah. connotation too. And like I, that's, I don't know the right word for it, but a place that just feels, just feels good. Like yeah. it's, it's about the feeling about the, uh, the 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 gamut you know that that, yeah. that that feeling of uh, the crack as know, the Irish would say you know sorry the uh, <laughs> we were playing footsies under the table yeah, with. <laughs> yeah. My, my arthritis is kicking in I had to straighten my leg and all I can't of a sudden my arthritis I, I just need to straighten my leg now I got a new boyfriend <laughs> you know there's there's this other factor to why why craft breweries are different than bars. You know, bars, yeah. bars are fun. And I love bar atmosphere and I love sure. sitting down and hearing some, you know, old guy next to me, his tale of why he's the greatest in the world. And, this, the, you know, love I, I love that. I, that is, that's yeah. awesome. That's not why I go to a craft brewery. Yeah. Like it's just, there's, there's something different about it. I want a place that I can go one night uh, by myself when my wife is, you know, out with the kids doing something and I can show up and I can, um, talk about whatever I talk about when she's not around. Yeah. That then I can go on Sunday and I can bring my family and my kid can stand on one side of the tap room destroying a, a, a <laughs> skee ball machine. <laughs> and like, you know, I, I want that. And that craft breweries can do that. Yeah. Bars can't do that. Right. No, you're right. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. I get that. I, I just wonder if there needs to be, you know, and I guess each demographic is different and whether it be age group or whether it be uh, income level or what have you, you know, what what are you looking for? Um, you know, there, there's a place for everybody when it, when it comes to craft beer. Yeah. Um, and like you said, for, for a lot of those folks, the beer doesn't matter. But if the beer does matter to you, we want you here. Uh, however... 
you know, it, it, it could be even you just want to be in a cool place. You right. know, the marketing matters to, to some people. Um, but, you know, that's, I guess that's just something we're not, you know, we're not going to chase. You but. could, you could build some kind of a uh, hipster trend of like, we, we don't market at all. That's, that's way cooler yeah. than. <laughs> yeah. I tried that shit because nobody. we didn't have any money to market. So <laughs> apparently nobody felt sorry enough for us. <laughs> I, I absolutely love what you guys have done here. I think that Dogberry is um, very unique in Cincinnati craft beer. I think you're building something that has the potential to last a very long time. Yeah, I um, hope so. If if you can uh, if you can hang in there. Yeah, well, because there's there's going to be a lot of lot of shit that happens around you and well, a lot of big me, flashy. Let shit me that put it this around. way: um, we're still here. Uh, after everything we've been through this year between, you know, the the business side, the COVID side, all the bullshit that went on money-wise and economics, uh, my personal health and me being the the brewer, and I have, I have Eric as my assistant brewer who is way too damn busy at his real job to to be helping anymore. Uh, the, the, the help we got from the community shows me that what we built here is really it's what we set out to do right. i mean th- this place uh, you know every success is uh is defined by everybody individually and, and you know differently um if if this hasn't been a success i don't uh, you can't define it for me uh, further to that point with you know the fact that we're still here um we haven't taken any government money we haven't taken any ppp loans we haven't borrowed anything uh we did we have had some grace from our from our landlord uh the fact that we're here now and i was laid up for seven months nothing nothing is going to shut this down but me or us i guess i you know i should say us uh really uh (laughs) Not that, you know, it, it's an invincible thing, but if we want it to survive, it, it, it'll be here. And uh, that's kind of where, how I'd like to see it be. You know, I'd like to see this carry on. You know, I, you don't, I don't want to call it a legacy or any of that kind of bullshit. It, it's it, it's a brewery, um, but it's a very specific type feeling. Um, we, you don't, we, we haven't chased that, that, that feel-good stuff from anybody. You don't think in this, you know, you don't think that, like, to your kids – like when they look back at, at dad and they kind of form the story of who dad mm-hmm. was when they're adults and they're trying to, you know, piece all that together. Yeah. You don't think this is a massive part of who you are? Not at all. They know who I am. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad. I'm a, I'm a disciplinarian. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm the dad that uh, was, you know, braiding pigtails when they were little. I was uh, uh, all of this uh, is a representation <laughs> of that. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a coach. Um, you know, we. <laughs> this is you that. Know, we did. Yeah, <laughs> all of and, that. And dog, all of that yeah. is this. So yes, you, you know, you're right. Dogberry could be considered a culmination of, of that sort of stuff, but it, it doesn't define who I am. Dogberry isn't me. Dogberry is a result of me. Uh, but no, my kids know that, uh, you know, and, and I had a, I had a career that, you know, we did some significant stuff for human beings. Um, 
and my wife still does that stuff. So that's what if if I want to be defined by I would be curious what I did. I, I, I get I get that. I get why you're going. I wonder, and I not that I want any of this to happen. If yeah. Dogberry closed today. Mm-hmm. And then in 20 years, we asked your kid, and you just went off and lived on a mountaintop somewhere. Which as could, a hermit. very could well happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, in 20 years, we asked your kids, you know, what did your dad do? Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I don't know your kids. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, the, I don't know them. All three of them would have, would have a different answer. I would be really curious to hear their answers. <laughs> I think, uh, uh, yeah, all three of them would, would say something, and, and maybe different. that's maybe that's because of the you that I know in in yeah. this whole thing, you know? right? Yeah, we met what seven years ago, you and I. I'm bad at math. Yeah, twenty fourteen, fourteen, fourteen plus yeah. seven. Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, good thing I'm good at math. <laughs> Jesus, pizza. I have a calculator <laughs> in my pocket. I don't need to do these things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it it would all be different, but I think it would fall into the same category of. You know, it was it was us first. Um, my my oldest uh, recalls, you know, when I when I left the uh, science world, right. um, you know, it was because I wanted things to be better at home. Right. Uh, no, we're getting real personal. With this no, today, I but. like I'm 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 uh, I'm like ready to dive into all kinds of stuff that I can't talk no, about on so. the podcast. This, uh, you know, it was one of those things where, uh, you know, I, I had had a certain amount of accomplishment or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I heard him say one day, daddy's home from work and he's mad again. You know, that was it for me. I mean, he was a, he was a little shit. I mean, just a little guy running around. And at that point I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to find a way out of this. Yeah. And, and I did, uh, I left the real world for a handful of years, and I was I was dad. So I think, it, I think if if they said, "Well, tell me about your dad," well, he was he was just dad. You know, it, it was it it wouldn't be. You know, I'm not defined by Dogberry uh, to any of them. Certainly not my wife. Certainly not myself. <laughs> um, Depending on the and, week, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you're right about that, and, and I'm not defined by. You know what happened this past year? That that was scary and it sucked. I mean, I can't tell you um, what that what that was like for my right. kids. Um, I can tell you that one of them, the oldest one, was I don't incredibly wanna, strong. I don't I don't want to talk about what it how it felt for your kids because yeah. it'll make me cry. I don't want to talk about how yeah. it felt for your parents because it'll make me cry. Yeah, that was that was rough. Uh, <laughs> it was rough for all of them, and they, you know, and and now. My mom still talks about you've met my mom, you know yeah. how, how that goes. I'm like, well, shit, you think it was hard for you? Yeah, <laughs> you know what about me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, but no, it, you know, and and I, I don't think any of them would uh, would say, well, Dad was a scientist. You know, I mean that that's how and that's how I view life. That's how I I go about my daily life. We we think about things in a scientific way, and we 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 try to solve problems that way, uh, but. I think they would just call me dad. That's that's what you want. Yep. Um, They may call me a pain in the ass. (laughs) That's also what we want. (laughs) Um, I've got a whole other list of stuff that we could. I I can't. I can't transition from any of that. Um, No, it's fine. And uh, you're drinking our box. Yeah. How about about let let me let me transition from the beer fridge here. From the beer fridge. Yes. Let's, let's that's talk. a segue of all segues. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Bach and wrap things up very nicely. 
ask all the questions you want. Um, so, um, you guys had to go back to an old recipe for your Bach this year. Yeah. Although I'll tell you what, this is freaking damn good. Thank you. It's better than I remember it being yeah. as the old recipe. Yeah, the, Which, the old course. recipe was only done at the old place. So right. I've got I've got a little more uh, leeway with finagling some things here. So if anybody's curious, our Bach is our is a this year not the past two three years. Right now is a Bach style beer. It's a um, faux Bach. It's a faux Bach. <laughs> I made it with an ale yeast, and I finagled the. Uh, you know, I, I did some brewing science stuff. Uh, temperature wise and kind of fiddled with it and it I think it's, it, it tastes like a damn box doesn't it's, it it's really really good yeah it's better than some of the other mm-hmm. actual traditional yeah regular whatever you want to call it box around town. I agree <laughs> um, yeah. I, I like I like what I had been doing the past couple of years but I had uh I had a week and a half <laughs> I said, well, shit, here we go. <laughs> I mean, get, get the old calculator out of Andrew's pocket and let's in, do some math. <laughs> in, the, in the spirit of Bachfest. Didn't mean to that's use a, It's all right. People I know, know you're out there know. now. <laughs> um, the, in the spirit of, of Bachfest and Bach beer in Cincinnati, nobody nobody gives a shit at this point. You're I mean, right. it. Um, right. it's fun to have people who are as traditional as you can possibly get that's important mm-hmm. but that's we need a we need a range of everything happening and the fact that yeah. there is a place that can make something like this that tastes the way it does um and and finagle it in the way he did we need that too yeah um i i dig this a lot thank you um <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm pretty proud of it and you know we we talked a little bit earlier about uh you know one of my other favorite styles doing a wheat i got a I got a fucking hit on my hands back there <laughs> in that fermenter right now. Uh, it is, it's tasting great. And uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's not my thing necessarily, but right. uh, I think it's going to go over <laughs> incredibly well. There's got to be something fun too about taking something that isn't your thing and trying to, trying to make it as good as possible and trying yeah. to, trying to kind of well, sure. hack that idea of, Right. Yeah, you know, and people want think, this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking blow their minds with it. Yeah. The seltzer is a great example. Yeah, nobody fucking likes. Nobody likes seltzer. I don't, no. Even the people that are drinking seltzer don't really like seltzer. And send me your emails. You're just you're confused right now. And I can, I'll sit you down and I'll explain why you're drinking seltzer. But you had a great seltzer. Like yeah. it was. It you know, and it is. I guess you said you're gonna make it again. Yeah, we're gonna do it um, again. It's about being clean. Yeah, and, and there are so many. Not clean seltzer. <laughs> well, and we're don't, not. You don't have to cover it up with a bunch of crap. And, yeah, you know. we're not. We're not ever in a in a big hurry. You know, we're it just just do things the right way. You know, it's something that was a uh, it was a, a cornerstone and and a and a thread that went through this industry, especially in this town when I started brewing here. That it was truly it, you can define quality in so many different ways, right? But you know when you're doing something, if you're cutting corners or not, and and that's, that's just the, something the, we don't do. That's the theme of this show. You know yeah. if you except are, unless you want a bock that's made with <laughs> lager yeast, blah blah. But even, yes, I cut that corner, but, but even, I made it taste good. But even that, like you had this 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 constraint that you had to work with it. Yeah. How do you take that and do it the right way? Yeah. And you know you can work within boundaries and do things the right way, and if that's to me, that's what this this episode is about. You know, like you 
you don't have to be an asshole to people. You don't have to half-ass stuff. You don't have no. to. You don't have to cut corners with anything in life. Like just, just, think, just be be better. Be better than you were yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I know this is a beer show, and but no, we, we, this is much bigger than beer. But we had, you know, we had that that conversation through the middle of the show. I mean, that's what a lot of this is about. It's, yeah. I mean, it's about being together with people. Yeah, you know, the beer is a is a tie-in with it, but. You know, just being together and, and doing these things. And I mean, at the very least, when somebody walks away from you in a conversation, don't make them regret it. Right. You know, and when you walk away from my beer and my establishment, I want you to be happy. You know, it, 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 I'm not here to insult anybody. I'm not here to, I mean, I, I know we're going to be judged constantly right. because that's just what happens in this world. And social media is, is, it can be great and it can be awful all at the same time. Yeah, uh, but you know, when I want you to walk away, you don't you don't have to loved what what you had, but I want you to say you know you appreciated it and, and you had a good time, right? You know. All right. What else? Let's go. Hit that's that, that's it. That's hit it. That list that's it. No, we're good. Bullshit. We're good. Um, if you guys like what this show is, uh, you can support it. You can go to the gnarlygnome.com slash support and do that whole thing. That's how this keeps growing. We're we're really close to some really fun stuff happening that I can't really talk about, but um, Tease it. Yeah. We we I I love all of you guys that support on Patreon. Um especially oh, I almost got in big trouble here. This week's sponsor, Chef Tony. Um I love Chef Tony. Uh Queen City Mobile Food Truck Association. If you are a local brewery that is looking for a food truck, reach out to them. Also, Food Trucker Magazine. Uh, every every Tuesday. Tonight's a Tuesday when we're recording, but that's not when you're listening to this. Tomorrow night, if you're listening to it on Monday when it posts. Um, they do a live f- show on on, uh, on Facebook. and, and No, not on Facebook. On YouTube. I'm, I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible <laughs> podcast host. What a show. On YouTube. On YouTube, <laughs> Food Trucker Magazine, if you um, are interested in the food truck world, but if you're looking to book a food truck, Queen City Mobile Food Truck Association, um, they are the sponsor of the month. And if you want to be the sponsor of the month, if you've got a bar or a restaurant or a brewery or anything, just reach out to me. We can, we can make this happen because that's how I pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> um we'll be back here we'll be back here yeah um, i hope so uh, much quicker than we did last time because um this world keeps changing so fast and uh, places like this kind of uh um bring me back to 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 why it exists in the first place well thanks for you know obviously we see each other more frequently than obviously than you know when we're on the show right um Thanks for giving me the opportunity to kind of open up about, you know, what happened and, and where we are and what we've been through and who we are. Thanks uh, for uh, thanks for sticking around. Yeah. My pleasure. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, um, I can't even tell you guys how, um, how, how much this place means to me and how much... Uh, I'm just telling you how much you mean to me, so I'm, I'm glad that... No, glad you've, that, you've been great to us. You've um, been a good friend. If you haven't been here, get here. Um, there'll be links in the show notes to tell you how to do that, but just get here. Sensi Brewcast, the voice of Sensi Craft. <laughs>